navigating before the sale, during the sale, after the sale, managing your own emotions, hoping to manage the buyer's emotions, selling to yourself and selling to others, how to navigate through this. So begin, you have to start with why, right? That's a great book, Simon Sinek, Start With Why. It's kind of the fundamentals for most things. So you're, you want to start with your purpose, which should be, I help people get the feelings they want soon. And, you know, before the sale, you want to go over these things. First, you want to see what people get, what feelings they get, what feelings they want. Then you want to see you getting what you want. After that, study the features and advantages of what you sell thoroughly and often. Then see the benefits of what you sell actually helping the other people get the feelings they want. This is very important. You know, in... um a lot of this neuro-associative conditioning that Tony Robbins teaches in neuro-linguistic programming, they talk a lot about pain and pleasure, linking these emotions to different actions. And it, there's a lot of power in that. I mean, that's, it's fundamentally how the brain works in your subconscious mind. So linking the benefits of what you sell to the other people's feelings and getting what they want. And you want to close your eyes and see this going successfully. During the sale, sell the way... I, you want to tell yourself, I sell the way... I and the other person like to buy. I invest as a person. I ask, have questions, and want questions. The difference is the problem. I listen and I repeat back what I have heard. I honestly relate my service, product, or idea only to what the other person wants to feel. That's very, very important. You don't want to just bore them with with details that they don't want. You want to relate this to what the other person wants to feel. The other person closes the sale... When he seeks, he gets the maximum benefit with the minimum personal risk. That's very important. You want to maximize pleasure, minimize pain. Maximize pleasure, minimize pain. Very, very fundamental when it comes to sales. After the sale, you want to frequently follow up and make sure that the people that you sold are actually feeling good about owning what they bought. And it's very important because you will not, it's, it's a reciprocity bias. So not only will they win, but you win. So it's a Pareto efficiency. And not only will you win just from getting that sale, but it will have trickle-down effect if you execute this correctly because when they're feeling good, you can reach out to them about what they bought, praise them for the action, not necessarily the fact that they bought, but how they bought with logic, what they what they bought with logic and tie it in with emotion and then ask them if there's anyone else that would benefit greatly from this or appreciate this service or product. Very, very important because that's the trickle-down effect where you will reap more rewards. You can see it as kind of like you invested your time in that sale and in that that experience, putting your effort into that and it's an investment in people. So if there's a problem, help them solve it and thus strengthen the relationship and then ask them for referrals down the line. So when the other thing you have to remember is you're selling yourself as well. And you know, this this most of these things are coming from a book called One Minute Salesperson, which is actually a really, really good book. I didn't think I would like it because it was super short and it sounds, you know, it's kind of like the four hour work week of sales books. I hadn't actually heard of it till uh, I picked it up, but incredible book. I would actually highly recommend picking it up. It's great to just have to flip through, you know, once every quarter and um, kind of go over some of the fundamentals of selling. It's I like to um, mix many different modalities of selling, many different frameworks of selling and kind of craft my own because it's important not to just rely on tips and tactics. It's important tactics. It's important to have frameworks that are flexible and adaptable based on the person. 
you don't want to sell the exact same way to every single person because it'll just feel like a cookie cutter way of doing things. Rather, you want to be like what Bruce Lee said, be like water, fill whatever the glass is, whether it's just a normal shot glass or it's a curvy, swervy glass. <laughs> Anyways, selling yourself. So at the beginning, what you want to do is one minute goals, one minute praisings. And if you, if you win one minute praisings, if you lose one minute reprimands. So one minute goals this is very important and quick to do. And I actually like this kind of idea because, you know, in the end, instead of doing things, um, you know, like one day a month or one day a quarter for six hours, it's, it's actually, you reap so much more benefits if you just do it for five minutes every day and just make it a habit. Or you can even shorten that down to one minute. And if you reap more rewards, double down on it, make it two minutes, double down on it, make it four minutes. And you can keep progressing if it keeps bringing you rewards. That's how you want to see things. You want to invest your time in doing it daily, make it a habit so it doesn't seem daunting and it doesn't seem like you're falling behind. That way you keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on. You make sure you're you're increasing these habits because not only is it the um, actual habit itself that you're training, like telling yourself these one minute goals, but it's the actual way you're thinking. It's the fact that you're practicing habits in itself will strengthen other things that you do. Very, very important. It's basically training your mind. Call this concept basically the brain gym. The more you work the brain, the more you work decision-making, the more you work critical thinking, the more you work persuasion, different skills, the stronger different synapses in your brain becomes, the stronger different, your, um, your neuroplasticity is able to build up new functioning in your brain, which is very, very important. A lot of people don't understand this, that you really can increase a lot of areas basically in anywhere in your life just by training it, just like going to the gym. If you (coughs) lift legs, lift chest, lift back, lift arms, your body will strengthen over time. What it does is you you work out, breakdowns, it tears muscle, muscle fibers. Those muscle fibers grow back a bit stronger. Work out again, tear them down, they grow back a bit stronger. That's why rest and recovery is important, but it's important that you continually train these. <coughs> Apologies, kind of have a cough. <coughs> Good news is we're almost to spring. <coughs> so, <coughs> we're out of this uh, flu season quickly. Luckily, I haven't actually gotten sick this winter at all till. Uh, this week, and I, I don't even think it's really sickness. I just got a light cough. So back to one-minute goals. So write out your goals on a single piece of paper, 250 words or less, as though they were already real. <clears throat> read and reread them in only one minute. That's important. Just set a little timer. If you have like a watch, set a little timer. Boom, one minute. Read your goals, knock it out, move on. So each time you reread your goals, you want to see them as already achieved. So it's important to see the actions you need to take to achieve them, not necessarily like what you're going to get from achieving them. It's important to keep that in mind, but the with visualizations and things like this, it's important to focus on the action rather than the reward because the action dictates the reward. Very, very important. So if you win one-minute praisings, frequently take a minute, give yourself some sales recognitions. If you catch yourself doing something right or approximately right, laugh and enjoy telling yourself what you did and how you feel about it. Take the time and feel how good you feel about what you have done. Encourage yourself to do this again. 
create these positive feedback loops. It's very important to do this. Even if it's little things, just reward yourself little things. It's, it's very important to do this because it subconsciously trains your mind to be like, okay, next time where I'm considering watching Netflix or doing sales calls or running client campaigns, different things like this, you, you're like, okay, what do I receive more dopamine from? Maybe subconsciously from watching Netflix, but if you have trained your mind in this way, we were talking about in the brain gym, you have trained your mind to go, okay, I've created these positive feedback loops when it comes to what I achieved from the success and I can focus on that. And I know that if I do that correctly, then down the road, I can watch Netflix and right now I'll double down on what's working. It really helps you get in these uh, loops and it makes work just easier. It makes it more fun. So if you lose, you want to do one minute reprimand. So a reprimand of behavior when it is unacceptable. So if it's an unacceptable behavior, that's when you reprimand. But you, you got to make sure you don't do this wrong. It's very, very important. Refer to the podcast from this morning about pain versus pleasure. Very important you understand this. When they train animals, it's very important not to lead with pain. You want to lead with pleasure. So like if they do something correctly, you want to lead with pleasure. If they, so if they're doing something correctly and then you stop giving them pleasure and you just give them pain when they don't do something, they'll just get scared. Like dolphins, for instance, if, if you try and train them using pain, using shock, they'll just swim away and they won't even come near you. So it's in, and it's the same with your work. If, if, if it's just massive pain all the time and you reprimand yourself, you're self-doubting, self-hating, self-deprecating, you just will want to avoid work at all costs. And that's what ends up happening in a lot of areas of life. And it's important to keep this in the back of your mind when it comes to training your own mind and teaching others, training others. So again, reprimand the behavior, not yourself, but the behavior when it's unacceptable and specifically tell yourself what you did wrong. So identify it and really think about it and think about how you feel about it or what you did or what you did not do. And remember that you are not what you do. So you yourself, you can't, you should not reprimand like yourself because that's not what, um, what did something wrong. What did something wrong was your behavior, your action. Very important that you differentiate this, uh, this behavior from the action. Very, very important. And what's interesting, you know, at the end of the book, he goes on to say, don't sell a product, sell what the person really wants. And that's, it, it sounds simple. It sounds kind of basic, but I mean, I have done a decent amount of sales. I definitely haven't put in my 10,000 hours, but I'm working on it. And I've stud- I probably have uh, maybe studied 10,000 hours of sales. I study a lot. Um, I definitely need to work on applying. It's, it's definitely true that the acquisition of knowledge is not as important as the application of knowledge. But I definitely acquire a lot of knowledge. And I, uh, I'm just an avid reader, average learner. Or not average, sorry, um, avid learner. And, you know, understanding that the, the, the successful people don't sell a product. They sold what a person really wanted. Very, very important to remember that, you know. So when you go about, you know, your five minute goals, so I talked about the things that you, or one minute goals, apologies, things that kind of reduce anxiety, which is one of the greatest causes of stress. You, you definitely want to minimize stress and anxiety, especially when it comes to business. Um, there's definitely a place for it. You probably, it doesn't really have a lot of practical use, but it's, it's pretty much impossible to completely eliminate it. I have struggled with anxiety um, 
in different areas of my life, but most people struggle with it. It's kind of a common thing now with same with like ADHD. People struggle to um, learn how to be attention focused. And, you know, in this book, he says, when you create your own goals and mentally see them as already accomplished in a peaceful, confident way, you lessen the unknown. You can see where you're going. And it's like having a flashlight in the dark. That's very interesting, actually. So shining light on the dark areas of your life. You know, if, if you don't think you're completely competent in sales, it's important to train. It's important to learn. And that's really why I've dedicated this portion of my life. And I'm kind of one of those people that's a lifelong learner. I, I definitely throughout my life will constantly be learning. There's great joy in that, especially like as we talked about earlier, when you can link pain and pleasure to things. So I've learned to basically link pleasure with learning, whereas a lot of people, because of the school system, they link pain with learning. And it really depends on what you're learning. If you're learning, a good way of starting doing this is learn things that you're actually interested about. If you're interested in space, read a book on space or listen to a podcast on space and then continue in this path. Maybe pick up a concept or an idea from this and apply it to business or apply it to life and um, put things in perspective. It's very important that you do this. I want you to think about an area of your life where you associate pain, an area of your life where, you know, maybe you have had a very negative experience. Just, Just close your eyes and think about that just for a couple seconds. Now, a lot of people have had traumatic experiences and there are ways to get over this. Basically, what therapy helps you do is helps you minimize the pain of this past experience, maximize pleasure of future experiences, and kind of trade these out. The, something that you fundamentally need to know is that pain is actually more powerful than pleasure when it comes down to it. You know, there was a test that they did where basically, you know, they tested your, I think it's like your... Uh, can't remember the exact chemical in your brain that measures happiness. There's, there's a couple different that add up to it. But um, they basically measured that chemical and saw that if someone had $100,000 and lost it, the amount of pain far outweighs the amount of pleasure you get from having like $1,000 and then winning $100,000, which a lot of people would think the opposite. But it's, it's very true that, you know, the pain of failing, the pain of losing, the pain of going backwards. That's why, you know, the step-by-step, you get ahead, not necessarily in fast spurts approach is very, very important because a lot of people, you know, just look at lottery winners. When people win the lottery, most of the time, they don't, they haven't trained their mind like we talked about in the brain gym. They haven't trained their mind to condition around what are these habits, what are these things that I need to do on a day-to-day basis to maintain my mental state, to maintain a even-headed, you know, the Japanese warriors called this mushin, which is staying centered, staying balanced, being able to see things from an even perspective, not a biased perspective where you have kind of a warped sense of reality. You want to be able to see things objectively. And, you know, when people win the lottery, they don't, they don't have this training. You know, they usually work a nine-to-five job. They quit their job. They rely on this money. They think it's going to last forever. But realistically... I mean, a million dollars may sound like a lot, but it doesn't really last that long, especially if you're not, you don't know what you're doing with it. And, um, you know, most people, a bunch of that comes out tax, you know, if you win a million dollars, basically half of that goes to taxes, a bunch of that is going to go to stupid things. And then some of it, you're probably going to, somebody's going to tell you, you're going to need, um, you know, like a money advisor, you probably want a CPA 
and you know, you're gonna have to pay them. There's, there's just a bunch of things that happen and people kind of fall apart. So it's important that you begin to do this now, you know, doing, (laughs) this is very, very important. Doing the hard things when it's easy is very, very important. Although this sounds like a basic concept, it's very profound when you actually um, can apply this. So doing what's difficult when it's easy, basically. So right now in your life, if you're in a period where you don't have a lot of commitments, so let's say you don't have a family, you don't have kids yet, you don't have um, tons of debt or bills, start doing these things now because you have the time to invest. So if you don't have money to invest, one thing that I've learned that's most important is invest your time in good things because this will help you propel into success. Very, very important. And it'll, it'll again, train your mind to understand how investing works. The, um, you know, you want to understand the future value of things. You want to understand how really investing works. That's why reading books, listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts, surrounding yourself with mentors is very, very important. So this has been Lessons from the One Minute Salesperson by Spencer Johnson, who's actually a doctor. And uh, yeah, so if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe. Thanks for listening and until next time.